0: I do tell people all the time, um, especially because where we are right now with a lot of people pushing back and and kind of just being tired of social media. And I understand that we've gone through so much with Facebook and all the other, you know, Twitter, everything has been kind of crazy. But I always tell people, I, I really can't turn my back on social media because my life changed, literally changed because of social media, because of the opportunities, the doors that opened.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 317 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. I'm back after a brief hiatus, a little time off through the end of conference season to kind of recharge my batteries. (laughs) Um, I'm now back with new episodes and I'm starting off with a bang with uh, with episode 317. We're going to be talking to Stacey Soleil. She is the head of community and industry relations for Follow-Up Boss but she has been in the business a long time and done a lot of different things. Uh, I'm talking about you know, working with tech startups, sales marketing, sales training with brokerages, uh, contributing writer for Inman News. What else? I'm, she, she's just done some great stuff and doing a whole lot more, and it's going to be fun to catch up with her. So let's get this thing started. Stacy, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're we're Inman Buddies, I, you can call it. I think that's a, a safe safe way to put that. I, For me, I've been involved. It, Katie Lance, uh, back in 2010, got me involved in the Inman world, and I've been connected to it ever since. I know you're now deeply connected. You're with, with uh, not only being an ambassador multiple times, I, the Woman Up group does some great stuff at Inman as well. What is it like? Tell me what it's like and why that Inman community is so important for you.
0: Yeah, no, those are great questions. I was just thinking like, wow, you have probably seen so much change and so much just like the fun drama of all of the eventing. If you started back in the day, so like now I want to come back and ask you questions, but, <laughs> but as far as, um, you know, it's funny because people will say to me all the time, like, "What? what is an ambassador anyway? Like, what does that even mean? And, you know, I say it's, it means different things to different people. But for me, it's way more than a social influencer position. I think originally when Katie had created this role, it was a way to really amplify the community, um, mm-hmm. connect people at the events and just, you know, really just try to bring more awareness using the tools that we have in social. And for me, it's it's even more than that. And the reason why is the way I look at everything that I've had the opportunity to connect the dots with inside the industry, everything that's been an open door moment or an opportunity, I take it very seriously. Like sometimes people will laugh at me because I take things so, so seriously. If I say yes to a volunteer opportunity, I go in all the way. I am that person who's like, you know what, it's like I'm getting paid a million dollars to do this role. So I'm a very enthusiastic ambassador. I love connecting people. Um, In fact, when we were just in New York, um, the very first evening before the event started, everybody kind of lobby cons. We all know about that. Everyone's just hanging out in the lobby uh, bar area, you know, catching up with each other after post pandemic craziness. And I was scanning the room. And of course, I knew Pretty much everyone, which was so fun. But then I caught there was these people that were in between the tables that they didn't look like they knew anybody, but they were kind of watching. Yeah. And so I got up from the table, excuse myself. And I said, Hey, are you here for M connect by any chance? And they're like, yeah. And I said, Hey, so do you know any of these crazy people talking or, or are you, is this your first time? Hey, this is my first time. I was like, okay. Well, what's your goal? What do you, what do you, what made you decide to sign up? And then, you know, they kind of told me about what they were doing. I said, okay, I'm going to introduce you to a few people. Are you ready? And then I took them and introduced them. By the end of the thing, I saw them all over the place. And long story short, they got opportunities to move their business forward. So yeah. that's, that's the Stacy energy right there.
1: That's great. And that's look, that is, in my opinion, that is the definition of ambassador. It's Um, I've taken multiple people to lunch. I'm headed out to lunch and you see a person standing by themselves in the lobby and you go, are you here with them? And yes. What are you doing for lunch? Well, not really, nothing really come with us. It's the best. You, You get to meet these people. And I think that's the connect part of connect. It's, it's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, wow. I, I feel like you. I feel like you sympathy lunched me once too. I appreciate you.
1: <laughs> I it was a, not a sympathy lunch; it's a connection lunch. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Let me, let me um, let's. I want to go back for you to the beginning. I know you're you live in LA. You've lived there a long time. Is are you native of Southern California?
0: No, no. So actually, I don't live in LA. I have lived in LA, but okay. I currently live in Temecula, which is more inland oh, that's
1: uh, from, right. yeah, that's... from San Diego. Yeah, well, closer to San Diego than L.A., yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I have okay. my, my daughters go to school in, um, in San Diego, so I'm kind of closer now. Nice. But nice. Actually, I am not from, I'm not even from California, and a lot of people don't know that about me. I actually am a military brat. My dad okay. is in the U- United States Air Force, and I grew up traveling all the time. Never, ever really had roots anywhere. So I was. I always tell people I'm like a gypsy nomad. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, honestly, I have lived so many places. And I think that is what has helped me be so um, social butterfly is because mm-hmm. I learned at a very young age, you're showing up new to a small town in Ohio, or you're over here living in New York or wherever it is you are, and everyone's already established and has their people And if you want to survive, you got to figure out how to talk to
1: people. So, Give me the year in high school that you had to relocate and how tough was that? What city did you move to?
0: Oh, my gosh. So I remember when I lived in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Yes, I was a beaver. My school mascot was the mighty mighty beavers. Oh, Beaver my- Creek
1: Beavers. Everybody's <laughs> heard of them. Yeah, it's awesome. Good.
0: I wasn't like Oregon Beavers, but no. um, but I was when I was in high school. I remember I had it was I don't know what I don't even know what year it was like late eighties or whatever, and I had this boyfriend, and so I just thought my life was so great because I was going to have a date to like the next dance, you know, all the things, yeah. and sure. then dad dad got relocated. And so I was devastated. Oh, I can't leave. My life is never going to be the same. And so we relocated to Northern California. And uh, I guess I had an accent. Did you know that people in the Midwest apparently have accents?
1: Yeah, there is a little bit of... Ohio is generally pretty bland. But if you get a little bit further north of there in the Midwest, you get towards Michigan little of that thing at uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, there's definitely some, some, some.
0: Uh, well, apparently somewhere. I had like some farmer girl accent. So when I got nice. to, when I got to California, it was just Northern California, which is okay. funny because like, if you live in Southern California, you say that Northern California people sound like farm people, right? <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: yeah, I
0: must have really sounded country girl. And when I got over there, they said, oh, wow. What is this girl from Beaver Creek, Ohio doing over here? And uh yeah, I just had to figure it out and I auditioned for the cheerleading team and that helped.
1: <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. so somehow somehow we got to get you to Southern California, right? Eventually, you yeah. end up living in we'll call it LA area region, you know, now in Temecula. So how did that happen?
0: Yeah. So actually over time, you know, I did end up getting married and, you know, starting my family and my husband at the time got relocated to Southern California. And so we were living at the time in Portland, Oregon, and the relocation happened. I actually worked in real estate in Portland, Oregon. So let's tie the real estate in there. So I actually worked in a real estate office up in the North Hills. So anyone who's listening that is from portland you know how the the west hills up in portland was like that old old money area i worked for windermere office and i was the person who would create the ads for the newspaper so every weekend when we had the open houses or the new listings would hit i was doing that old school newspaper stuff way before the internet so that's how it started in real estate for me um but then uh we got transferred to uh los angeles and so my husband's job moved over there. And so then I found myself living in the Fairfax district of Los Angeles, yeah. right next to the CBS studios, right by the Grove. And
1: sure, sure. weird
0: culture shock of, I actually uh, lived in, no, it was literally an Orthodox Jewish community. And wow. of course, I had no yeah. idea, like moving here. And it was fascinating because I look around and everybody has a very specific look and yeah. You know, I was like, wow, this is crazy cool. And I didn't know that you're not supposed to shake hands. It's against the cultural norm. And so there was a park across the street (laughs) from the house and I was trying to meet new people. And I walk up to this Orthodox family and I stick out my hand. I'm like, nice to meet you. I just moved in and they just backed up. And I was like, oh. Did I, do I smell like what's going on? And then I, of course, learned you got to figure out people's cultures before you jump in, Stacy. But I loved it, honestly. Yeah. And I think that cool. when you think about, when you think about real estate, when you're, you have to connect with everybody, right? You yep. never know yep. who your client is inside your SOI. And I think that the more you're able to surround yourself with different cultures and understand what makes someone tick or what is acceptable, what's not acceptable, makes you a better connector inside your community. So I'm really grateful for those moments. And I always tell people, because I've been working with real estate agents for so long, helping them to grow their business, I always say, I've made all the mistakes ahead of time for you so that you can avoid them yourself. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. Let's, you have been in the marketing game for a long time. Yeah. 20 plus years. It's okay to say it that way?
0: Yeah. I'm. You know what? Age is a number. I right. am like 9 Good. million years old. It's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and marketing was one thing um, in the early 2000s, and it was going to quickly change, right? So it seems to me that you uh, quickly embraced the digital side of marketing. And that's uh, carried you well throughout the last 15 years, easily, if not more. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about what was that first gig? What was that first job, you know, in the, uh, in the, in the marketing arena, we'll call it.
0: Oh, let me think. What was the very? Oh, I remember what my very, very first job was. So I don't know if you remember,
1: do you remember MySpace, Bill? Oh sure. <laughs> okay. Of course I do. Okay. I let my 8 or 9 year old son have a MySpace account. I let okay. him have a fake so, age and yeah.
0: Yeah, so I remember that when MySpace came about I started messing around and um, you could, if you knew simple, basic HTML, you could do mm-hmm. what was called Pimp My MySpace, right? And so yeah. <laughs> and so, I made my page look really fun and interactive. And so soon all of my friends were like, hey, can you make mine look like that? And so suddenly I was helping people pimp their MySpace page. Well, at the time, I had a lot of friends that were up and coming musicians. And so they were playing shows, you know, postering for their shows, doing all the things in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hmm, what if I did like a side hustle where I did digital postering for your concerts? And so what I did was I did it for free for a couple of my friends. And I just kind of came up with my proof of concept, which was create these interactive digital posters, help them grow their MySpace, get word out about their shows. And it worked so well that they started telling other people. And then next thing you knew, I actually had a small business running where I was now working with musicians, helping them to digitize their show process. So it started off as just fun, and then it became a business. So that's actually how I got my foot in the door with marketing and, and digital marketing.
1: I'm just guessing, Stacy, that because I've talked to a few guests that have been in the music industry. Amy Patternite comes to mind, Mark Davison, a few other people. And uh, there's got to be a story or two about <laughs> working working with bands, especially up and coming bands. Uh, anything you can share? on the podcast?
0: Yeah. So, the first rule of working inside the music industry or with any celebrities whatsoever is you have to know when it's okay to share and when it's important to keep your mouth shut. So, so, that being said, I can share a fun, inspirational story. How about that? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm the crazy ones to myself because those fall in the category of like when to keep your mouth shut. Um, right. But good. let's just say, definitely there are stories. But I remember early on, I was working with an indie label and they were a subsidiary label off of a major. And they had an artist that was called Saving Jane. Now, Saving Jane had had one... Uh, top forty hit with a major label, but then they were dropped because the follow up just didn't do anything. So they got dropped down to this this next tier uh, indie label, who I happen to be doing digital marketing with. And I just thought, oh, there's there's got to be a way to get this band back up, you know? Because she's just this amazing songwriter, amazing, and she just had this fun energy. It was just a hard time to kind of get that going. Well, I started to put my marketing hat on and I thought one of the songs that she had was called Supergirl and it felt very like empowering and very, um, I don't know, just like go, go, go for um, like a female mantra. So I started thinking about what girls out there would really be inspired by this song. At the time, we were just getting ready to have the Olympics and one of my favorite parts of the Olympics is the gymnastics.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I went to Twitter and I started to see if any of the Olympic gymnasts that were coming up for that year's uh competition were on Twitter. And I found like Sean Johnson and Nastia Lukin and all these different players. And so I literally just dropped in their DMs and I'm like, hey, I'm so excited that you're gonna be, you know, representing the USA. I know you're gonna get gold. So I have a question for you. When you get gold, do you already have your theme song picked out for when you go on all the talk shows? because if you don't have one I have an artist that has an amazing song I'd love you to hear it would be such a great anthem for you Wow Well I heard back from both Sean Johnson and Nastia Lukin and um, at the time you know Sean was like super sweet but then she's like oh I don't know I'd have to ask my manager and then it never went anywhere Well Nastia said we'll talk to my manager so I talked to her manager became friends with him she ended up winning gold for us, for the country.
1: <laughs> and <laughs>
0: nice. next thing you know, she's going on talk shows. And I got a chance to be in the green room with her um, for Jay Leno when she went on to talk about, she had her, her awards and they played the song Supergirl and she walked on stage. And then I have a picture somewhere. I'm wearing all of her medals because I, and I'm standing with her and it was really cool. So. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That was really fun. that.
1: That is, that, yeah. That's that is inspirational. That is one you can share and not get in trouble for. That's I cannot nice. get in
0: trouble for that. One. I like. That.
1: <laughs> so music was fun as it was. We have to get you into the real estate space because that's where you've really taken off. So what was that first gig? You mentioned you did some work up in Portland, but after the music industry stuff in LA. How did you get drawn back into the real estate space?
0: Yeah, it's so funny because I never thought that I'd find myself back into the real estate space because you know, ever since coming back in, it really was being just in the music industry. And then what happened was because I was an independent contractor, I was just doing my own hustle and doing my own thing. And then quickly after, I would say about five years of me doing my own thing, every Label every touring company, everyone had their own digital department for social media. So I wasn't, I was no longer a person you could hire. And at that point, I couldn't go and work for any of these companies because I was doing it my own way. I was used to working my own way. So I was like, all right, what now? And so I kind of pivoted, started working with startups. And then through that whole transition, I met this woman who said, Hey, you work with startups. Well, I have this, uh, I'm getting ready to join this new brokerage and this guy is very tech startup savvy. He wants to digitize everything in real estate. And you know how real estate is just old school. You probably would get along really well with him and maybe you could help him figure out how to make his whole business thrive. And I'm like, yeah, let's talk. So I ended up talking with him and then we, um, partnered up and I started working and that was actually a Remax office. And I worked with them for, gosh, I want to say it was like three or four years and just really helped really modernize and grow the brokerage, did everything from operations to recruiting to marketing and social, all the things, right? And um, yeah, that's kind of how I got myself back in the mix.
1: I'm going to guess, Stacy. is this kind of, was this kind of during the late 2000s, you know, as it's, as we're heading into the, the, I'll call them the dark days, is that about the right timing for you here?
0: Gosh, what was the year? I don't even remember. Honestly, everything's kind of a blur. Um, it was after, no, I think it was after the the dark stages, but it was okay. when we were kind of just trying to figure out how to get everything back to a really Perfect. high performing place. And, you know, for me, it was you know starting from there helping them to build up their business and then yeah. consulting doing that with many many different companies to you know i i have been doing this for so long now that i can't even remember what year was what
1: <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah. get it you know when i talk to people who are involved in the marketing side of things and by the way i i have a lot of respect for uh, creatives. I'm going to call you a creative. People that can look at something and then uh, maybe tie something else to it and then kind of come up with a concept because I'm like Mr. Operations guy. That's what I'm really good at, right? The execution logistics and that sort of thing. And uh, so I, I always have to have somebody else that does this wonderful h- hard work of coming up with the stuff. And so for you, because you've been in the marketing world for so long and, m- m- and talk about the the massive changes we've gone through, what for you was the thing that just really made everything different? Can you pick one?
0: I mean, I I know that you don't want to hear this, but it really, truly is for me, social media. Like I tell people, I do tell people all the time, um, especially because where we are right now with a lot of people pushing back and and kind of just being tired of social media. And I understand that we've gone through so much with Facebook and all the other, um, you know, Twitter, everything has been kind of crazy. Um, But I always tell people, I, I really can't turn my back on social media because my life Changed, literally changed because of social media, because of the opportunities, the doors that opened. You know, there was no other place that you could be a nobody and then have a conversation, have an idea, just a nobody from Beaver Creek having an idea, using social media to reach out to people. And you have celebrities that respond to you, you have gold Olympians that respond to you, right? It was this conduit of opportunity, and that to me was life changing. And once I realized that there there was so much potential there, sure, I mean those are those are big examples. But then if you think about it from a smaller impact scale, you know scale that has a bigger feel to it. If I can connect to a celebrity and create results, what can I do inside my community? What can I do inside of somebody else's business? And that's why I always tell real estate agents. It's not to be wasted. I mean, when you think about it, you have so much power, so much opportunity to really, really, really stand out, connect and be memorable and be something that somebody else would have never thought of. And it's you showing up there. So for me, it really, it really is social media. I, I, I'm a diehard. I can't, I can't stop myself.
1: I know that you now work for follow-up boss. And Thank I have you. got some friends that are massive fans of Follow Up Boss. Anthony Malafrante, Amy Patternite, a lot of people um, that work, you know, with Wilopo. I think you know that very well being being connected. Um so let's talk about how how you became a part of that team. How did you get drawn to that product?
0: Yeah. So actually, it's so funny because at the time when I first joined Follow-Up Boss, I wasn't even looking to make a change. I was actually really happy where I was and I was, you know, making strong impact where I was. But I actually had a a colleague, a former colleague who had just started at Follow-Up Boss. And so I was snooping and kind of looking to see what this thing was that they were doing. And as I looked at the company page and I looked at What was happening i was like hmm i'm really curious about this i started playing around with it and i was like wow this is so easy it is so easy and one of the pain points that i always came up against when you know helping real estate agents you'd always get that same question which crm should i use you know and it was like this pain point that I'd hear over and over and over. And sometimes they're complicated and sometimes they're just hard to get you to stay in rhythm. And so when I started playing with it and I saw how easy it was, I told my friend, I said, Oh my gosh, like this is probably going to be so fun for you because this is something you can actually get excited about. And he said, you know, they're, they're hiring. You should take a peek. And I was like, really? Really? And so I started started looking and when I, you know, I did notice that they had like this fun startup culture to their company. Mm -hmm. And I used to work in that environment and I kind of missed it. And so I thought, wow, okay, so I can stay in real estate and have the tools that are easy and I can get excited about and have this really cool startup kind of culture, very young, um, vibrant culture. And so kind of went out there and next thing, you know, I found myself Making a pivot and I now work with Follow Up Boss. And let's see, I think I'm at almost a year now. And I I run our, our global success community and I love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. So it's fantastic. I love it.
1: I've heard nothing but great things. And so continued success there. That's that's really cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, I also know that you're uh you are a big part of the woman up community. I know that Deborah Trapin and Sarah Suduchan. And Leslie Young. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about why that's important to you, the mission, really, of Woman Up.
0: Yeah. You know, honestly, it's really my heart my heart passion right now, especially. Um, And I'm, don't get me wrong. I am not one of these people that's so empowered that, you know, I'm booing on men. I love our strong partners in in our our male community as well. But one of the things that I have experienced, you know, I'm a little bit older than some of the people that I work with. And, you know, I've come through different times and I've seen different things. And, you know, I had to be pat on the head a lot, you know, like, oh, you're an adorable little receptionist kind of thing. And maybe I was adorable and maybe I was a receptionist, but I had bigger ideas and I had bigger capabilities. And sometimes we can feel limited by being put in a box. And so because I also have two daughters and I really like to raise strong, confident, and capable you know, young human beings, I'm always empowering my daughters. And I see how they are just these amazingly you know they're they're so much more confident than I ever was at their age and i thought you know having these you know the mission behind women up is to help women inside the real estate industry to step into leadership whether that's owning their own brokerage whether that's you know getting involved in legislation or leadership when it comes to their local government it helps to have women that's have been there before you and have learned a thing or two about what it means to step into leadership to go from working your way up a ladder and what are the lesson, what are the lessons you've learned along the way. And so um, you really want to empower the younger generation or generations that maybe they're not younger, but they just don't know. They don't have the skills yet to do X, Y, or Z. And so we just pour into each other. And um, it's wonderful to have a community that's not catty, but supportive and empowering and it's just nice. It's so nice. And, you know, we get, I I don't know if you were there or not, but we always do something um, during Inman. Inman is very supportive of the initiative and it's growing like crazy, very diverse. And it's just a passion project. I'm really honored to be a part of that project for sure.
1: Yeah. I had a chance to uh, be a part of a little bit of what happened in Las Vegas at the first returned Connect event. I was doing a bunch of other stuff (laughs) in New York and and missed out on the, uh, the presentations. But yeah, I think it's, it's been, um, you know, for me it's been, it was Molly McKinley, you know, who got me connected there and said, Bill, you gotta be here, be a part of this. And and like you said, welcomes everyone. Uh, it's a great message. I'm a, I'm not a girl dad. There's parts of me that at times I wish I was, and, and I would, this is the kind of stuff I would absolutely be trying to push her towards. If there was yes. a little, a little Emily Risser, cause it probably would have been Emily. Aww, um, <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> you have to be kind of paying attention to what's going on, right? You have to, um, in your, in your role with West when you were kind of helping agents a lot and really bringing a lot of um, knowledge to them, especially on the tech side, social side, you had to be ready for the next thing. But even at, at follow-up boss in, in the world of CRM, you've probably got to keep your eye on what's happening in a world of real estate tech. So what, what interests you right now what's kind of got your you know peaking your interest it's called oh
0: that's an easy one for me okay. I first of all I am I'm a total geek. I love geeking out on the new tech I used to sign up for those beta testing you know you could get on those sites where you could be a beta tester. Sure. I love figuring out what's going to be up and coming and so I'm currently very 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 interested in all things that have to do with crypto, NFT, tokenization, blockchain, DAOs, all of the things. Um yeah. the metaverse. I have been geeking out on all of this. And you know, I know there's a lot of questions right now and a lot right. of uncertainty and a lot of people kind of doubting, like, yeah, I don't think that you know this is gonna be a thing. And I do believe that there'll be a lot of shifts and a lot of changes, but I think that the the, re- the reality is, is a lot of those pieces, if not all of them, are going to be a big part of the shift that we see not only inside real estate, but inside our economy overall. Yeah. And so I'm very, very much keeping my finger on the pulse of all of that, for sure. I mean, I went crazy and bought some dot coms that you, I mean, it's a pastime. I, I mean, some people go and <laughs> sure do, it is. you know, yeah. some people do, uh, you know, whatever hobby they have. I, I buy domains. I love buying domains. And That's so awesome. I actually own some pretty crazy domains that are about this next iteration. And I'm either going to make a lot of money off of these because someone's going to buy them or partner with me or I'm going to be that person. So just you wait and see.
1: We <laughs> we'll, watch, we'll watch for that. That's great. Yeah, uh, I think that um, we, we had the first pure cryptocurrency sale just south of where I live in St. Petersburg down in Gulfport. Yeah. And I think it was 265 Ethereum or something like that. that equated to about $660,000, um, but it wasn't, you know, there have been some transactions with Bitcoin in, in the title space because you and I both have been in that space, but it was always, yeah, yeah. We, you're paying with Bitcoin, but you converted it to cash and brought cash to the you know title. Right. But, but what Natalia's doing, you know, at Proppy. Yes. Uh, love Proppy. Very interesting. And you're right. That's a great, that's a great place to keep your finger on the pulse because that could lead to who knows what going yeah. forward. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, like I'm watching the clock here and I know it's, it's a work day for both of us. So I'm going to get you going. But I have to ask you the same question I've asked every guest since we started uh, almost seven years ago. And that's what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just getting started?
0: That's a great question. And I love that you close with the same question every time. Um, consistency for the win. I would say this. If you were a brand new agent, the most important thing to remember is do not get cocky. Do not get cocky. And what I mean by that is it's so easy to look at the quote unquote older folks that are in the space for real estate in real estate and say, you know what, they're going to be phasing out. You know, they're just so outdated. They don't understand social. I can knock this out of the park. Don't get cocky because guess what? Those people that you think are outdated have so much knowledge about this industry, and they understand nuances that you will never, ever be taught in a book, will never, ever understand because they lived it. They've lived through changing economies. So if you're smart, you will partner with somebody who's a little bit wiser. We'll just call it that. I say the modern day agent and the classic traditional agent coming together, and you help guide them with the tech that confuses them. And they'll pour into you. And that mm. combination will truly create the best and the most sustainable agent moving forward.
1: That's fantastic. A lot of times people will say, you know, find a mentor, but that's not what you're saying. It's like, we're going to create this mentorship that works both ways, which yeah. is fantastic. I love it. I love it. That's great. Stacy. if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to, to get in touch with you?
0: Would you be surprised if I said social media?
1: No, not at all, not at all. Give us a couple handles and we'll make sure yeah, they show up on so the show. Honestly, notes.
0: yeah. Whether you're a social media person, that's Instagram, whether you're Facebook, whether you're Twitter, whether you're LinkedIn, I am everywhere at Stacy Soleil. That's S-T-A-C-E-Y-S-O-L-E-I-L. It's like Cirque du Soleil, but Stacy. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stacey, this has been wonderful. <laughs> it's a long time coming. I'm really glad we were able to find the time and make this work. Me too. Uh, fantastic, fantastic information. Thank you so much for being a part of this.
0: Oh, I appreciate you too.
1: Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash re-sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to The Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. <laughs>